Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey everyone, today is episode 70 of the Movement Diaries. And two weeks ago, if you listened to the last solo episode, as I was talking I started talking about the idea of best weight versus goal weight. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the next episode. So I'm holding true to my promise. Here it is. Um, So this might be a totally new concept for you. It certainly was not something that I was ever, really ever familiar with. Um, So what I mean when I talk about best weight versus goal weight is that typically all our lives, we have focused on wanting to weigh a certain number. Whether it's a number that we've been told by our doctor or by the BMI scale, or it's a number that we weighed at a certain point, which we equated with how we looked and maybe how we felt or how other people perceived us is probably more like it. We get very focused on a specific number and we always want to get back to that number, or we think that our life was better when we weighed that number, or we looked better at that number. And that's the number that I consider to be like a goal weight. And even now, like if you've been on a diet anytime ever, (laughs) and if you're listening to this, you probably have been. Um, And because if you haven't, you probably don't really care all that much about what I have to say, which is fine. Um, You have been focused on losing weight and hitting a certain number, right? It's always like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to weigh 155 pounds. Um, There's a goal number in mind that we're trying to get to. And what happens is very insidiously without us even realizing it is we start to go to very, very great lengths in order to reach that number. So, but we're not even, I already mentioned this, we're not even aware of that. And so here's where the shift comes to your best weight. Cause your best weight is one where you are not going to these, um, unspoken, unrealized extreme lengths, when you are in this process with full and complete awareness and intention. And so here's, and and then you feel a certain way throughout the process and when you get to that weight. So here's, let's kind of do like, it feels like this, it doesn't feel like this sort of thing. So when you think about goal weight, right, if we're very fixated on a number being the answer, usually we become very disconnected from how we kind of are feeling around food and the actions we're taking. Because the only thing we care about is getting to that number. And oftentimes we'll do things kind of at any expense. I've talked about this a little bit before, and I actually shared it in my email today about my experience on isogenics, which I did in 2014 for the first time, and then did um, definitely again in 2015. And I think one more time after that, definitely did it twice. I might have done it three times. I actually don't fully remember. Um, But with something like isogenics, it was about fast weight loss. Um, 
And I definitely had a number in mind. And the number I ended up getting to was the lowest weight I had been at since high school. And so on the outside, right, from a numbers standpoint, the perception is, oh my God, that's amazing. You're at your lowest weight since high school. That's awesome. What was happening on the inside was a total clusterfuck. I was eating on average less than 1,100 calories a day. Four days out of the month that I did this diet, I didn't eat at all per the protocol of the diet. I had to abide by these crazy rules. Like you can't, the only fruit you were allowed to eat were green apples. Like from a nutritional standpoint, there was literally no data or scientific evidence that says that a green apple is better than some other type of fruit. If they were going for like lowest sugar fruit, they should have been talking about berries. Like I really don't understand where the green apple thing came from, but like I did it. Feta cheese was the only cheese you were allowed to eat. You weren't allowed to eat carrots because carrots were too high in sugar. So all of these crazy rules, I drank two meal replacement shakes a day, which were only 240 calories. Let's be clear. 240 calories is not a meal replacement. 240 calories is the amount of calories that one might have in a snack. And then you had one meal a day, which had like a protein, a vegetable, and some type of carb, but it was very limited. It was like either a sweet potato and I think maybe they allowed quinoa. So I did all this. I was hungry all the time. My eating behavior was completely disconnected from what I actually needed. I was stressed out. And as I got to the end of this diet, I was in a total panic about what I was going to do when it was over because I had all these rules in place and I was following them and I had no idea when I couldn't have my two shakes a day, what the fuck I was going to eat. And a week later, I was doing a full on binge on cream filled pastries because I had learned absolutely nothing. The weight came back on 20 plus pounds. Um, and that just kind of continued to perpetuate all of my disordered eating and, and all of that. My point in citing this specific example is that is all goal weight behavior. That might seem extreme to you, but think about any time you've been on a diet and the restriction that you've done in order to get to the goal weight. If you see progress on the scale, how you respond to that. If you don't see progress on the scale, how you respond to that. If you're someone whose mood lives and dies by the number on the scale, you're focused on your goal weight. If you're someone who's trying to fit into a specific size pants, you're focused on a goal weight. Pants are not a weight, but they are a number and they are an external measure of what you're doing. And so everything associated with goal weight is externally driven. What are the rules? What am I following? How am I going to get to the number? Then the role of exercise. How am I using exercise to burn calories? What's the hardest workout I can do? How much can I sweat? How much can I burn off and detoxify and all this crap? When you think about best weight, best weight is like the opposite. It is internally driven. How am I building trust around food? How do I know when I'm hungry and full? How do I know slow down? How do I know? How do I slow down when I'm eating? How do I know what foods trigger cravings and what don't? How do I know how to deal with cravings aside from either, quote, giving into them and binging or on the other end of the spectrum, white knuckling through it and being miserable? Um, and letting your body, giving your body the space and time to adapt as you learn these behaviors which will over time take you to your best weight. For some people that will be fat loss because if you're someone who is binging frequently and has a really hard time regulating hunger, um, eats when they're not hungry, 
overeats a lot, you're likely intaking a lot more calories than your body needs. And as you learn those skills, your intake will naturally drop and therefore you might lose weight. If you're someone who is hardcore restricting and very, very rigid about it, and you're not eating enough and your body is underweight, and by underweight, I don't mean that you have to to look a certain way to be underweight. You can be underweight and look, quote unquote, like what someone might expect like a, a healthy person to look like, but it might not be here we go, the best weight for you, right? Because if you are constantly restricting, your metabolism has adapted to that, you might need to slowly increase your intake to build the trust around food, to give your body the nutrition it needs, to feel full after meals, and that might result in some weight gain. And then obviously, of course, there's in between that where there's maintenance, where your body stays the same. That might mean that you're already a little bit closer to some of those behaviors, or it just might mean that you're you know, kind of working through things and there's a little bit up, a little bit down, and then you sort of start to settle, which to be honest, even though I've had some big swings over the last four to five years, that's where I've been. Even when I was being restricted and rigid, I was only able to hold on to that for such a short period of time that it wouldn't really result in any significant weight loss. And then it kind of rebounds and it, it would it would be like a couple pound swing because my body knows that's the thing is your body has a set point. And that is determined by genetics. Genetics matter a lot, way more than we think they do, way more than we want them to, of course, because we want to have control. And so your best weight is usually a lot closer to your set point than you might realize. Our goal weight is usually not closer to our set point. Our goal weight is based on some external look or number, or again, something outside of ourselves that we often don't have control over. And so it's about making the shift from externally driven motivation to more internally driven motivation. And that's a process. Again, none of this is a switch that you flip overnight. It does not. This is time and patience and showing up for yourself and doing work um, to change the beliefs you have around food, which can then inform some of your behaviors. And you can actually change some of your behaviors and habits without changing your beliefs. But it is about pausing and checking in and noticing and getting honest with yourself. And you can't pause, you can't get honest, and you can't change anything if you're not pausing and stopping to pay attention and check in. If you're just blowing through and doing everything you always do on autopilot, and then signing up for a diet and following those rules, there's no pause, there's no check-in to notice and see, what is it that I'm currently doing that's not serving me? And how is this new thing going to serve me better? There has to be, you have to create space to pause and notice. And so that's why if you're someone who has been on a diet nonstop, jumping from one to the next with no breaks, you are likely very, very disconnected from anything that your body needs. You probably, to be honest, this might sound crazy, are very disconnected from even like what foods you like and what foods you want to eat because we, and, and this is not like, I, I completely empathize with this because we're so used to following rules. And this happens a lot with carbs. Like so many clients come to me and they're like, I don't really eat that many carbs. And I'm just used to not eating carbs because for a long time, I thought that carbs were bad. And like, logically, they know that carbs aren't necessarily bad, but it takes a really long time for that, like emotionally to process and for the action to change around that and to actually start eating carbs in a more kind of sustainable and satisfying way. Um, so I really want you to think about, like, if you're someone who wants to lose weight, are you thinking about that in terms of your goal weight 
or your best weight, right? So when you think about just your best weight on its own, your best weight is where you can have food freedom, meaning no foods are off limits. You trust yourself to make choices around food that align with your values, meaning how you want to show up in the world. What makes you more you? What brings you closer to who you are instead of further away? Like think about, like I'll go back to the isogenics diet. That diet was so miserable and so restrictive that every time I drank one of those shakes or didn't eat for a day and instead ate these little like Tums wafery tab things, which were meant to be a snack, like, oh my God, I can't even believe that I did this. Um, That was not bringing me closer to myself. That was pulling me way farther away. I was miserable and anxious and stressed and hungry. And none of those feelings are making me feel more like me. They're making me feel more like this like other person who is just going after this number. And it's hard, but we don't we don't even realize that's happening, right? Because no one's ever taught us or told us any of this before. So don't like, I don't want you to listen to this and feel like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, it's totally normal to not realize that you're doing it because all this has been normalized. That's the thing. Like, that's kind of the point. Like, it has been normalized to take any action and any behavior in the name of losing weight, short of being diagnosed with a clinical eating disorder. So, you know, and most of the people listening or some of you are, um, have survived eating disorders. And a lot of the people have um, suffered from disordered eating, which is on like a spectrum. And people think that if you are not someone who's been diagnosed with a clinical eating disorder, then anything that you do to lose weight is okay. And that's just not fucking true. Like, it's just not true. It's bullshit. Um, There is a ton of mental and emotional sacrifices that we make in order to lose weight, in order to get to the goal weight. So again, this just loops me back. Best weight. You are not, your mental and emotional health is paramount. It is at the top of that list. And you make changes around your behavior with food right alongside with prioritizing how you feel mentally and emotionally. So this is like, right, in order to lose fat, your body has to be in a caloric deficit. You have to eat less calories than your body needs per day to keep you alive. Science, it's just science. There's no way around that. The way you get into that deficit needs to be very, very sustainable. You want to go into as little of a deficit as possible so that you are able to minimize hunger, minimize cravings, um, anything that comes along with your body recognizing, oh, suddenly like Jordana's not feeding me enough food here. Like what's going on? Um, You need to do that in a way that aligns again with your mental and emotional wellness, that aligns with you doing things that's bringing you closer to yourself. So if you can be in a caloric deficit and eat nutritious foods, eat in a way that's nourishing, satisfying, satiating, awesome. That is the way to do it. As soon as you know that you are sacrificing something, you're sacrificing nutrition, you're sacrificing satisfaction, you're sacrificing fullness, you're you're moving off path, right? You're moving farther away from yourself instead of closer to yourself. And you know that's taking you towards goal weight instead of best weight. You can always know if you're on path to your best weight, if you know that you are feeling good and staying true to yourself. And we know these things, we just ignore them and we push them away because we think that this goal weight is what's going to make us happy. So this is this takes a lot of introspection and getting brutally honest with yourself because nobody on the outside can tell you this or decide this for you. Only you know, 
if you're being honest with yourself. Only you know if the actions and behaviors that you're taking around food are feeling good for you and are sustainable and you feel mentally and emotionally stable around or not. Um, And that's the reality of it. Like, because I will tell you firsthand and from all the women that I've worked with that sacrificing anything in order to weigh a certain number is never, ever worth it. Ever. You deserve better than that. We live in a culture and a society that does not tell you that. They tell you otherwise, but I am here to tell you, you deserve better than that. You can have something better than that, and it is called your best weight. So I really, I just want you to think about this and notice the thoughts that come up. And if you want to talk, I always like reach out, DM me, send me an email. Um, I'm always here to listen so that you have you know, a place to go because there's not a lot of places to go. There's, this is not a conversation that's being talked about very widely at all, but I am here for you. I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep sharing about it and, um, lots more to come soon. Thank you as always for listening. And, uh, we'll be back next week with a guest. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the movement diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.